so excited because we are one week away from our Christmas service. Now, if you have been watching us consistently, you've been listening in on our podcast, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're at today, and you say, man, I've enjoyed this, then I want to, I want you to do something for me. Will you do something for me, please? Let us get together and invite people to church, okay? We can do that online. We love to post stuff all the time about our day and our food and you know everything else that's going on in our life. So let's invite people to church, people. Come on, let's do this together. It's gonna be great. I want everyone to join in and do watch parties, share this on Facebook, let people know what you are doing for church in your life. It's gonna be awesome. I am so excited. So let's go ahead and do church now. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us. If you're joining us on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, listening in on the podcast, we appreciate you, and we've got something special just for you. We believe it's going to encourage you and strengthen you, no matter where you are, what you're going through right now. Now, Christmas is coming quick. My wife has already said, one week away from our Christmas service, Christmas is coming so quick, and if your house is anything like our house... The TV has been taken over by Christmas movies. The radio has been hijacked, right? They're not even playing the best Christmas music yet. I have yet to hear my all-time favorite Christmas song, which is Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. The best song ever. It's awesome. That's my favorite Christmas song. But Christmas has just taken over. Trees are up and decorated, which brings me to my question I have for you. I want some responses. Here we go. You ready for this? You have an answer. If I had a special button I could push for a drum roll, I would do it. But here's the question that I want to know. Here's what I want to hear from you. Are you a real tree person or are you a fake tree person? Real tree versus fake tree. We're stirring up the pot. Some of you guys, we know you're very passionate about it. You, you know, Some of you, if you're on the fake tree person, you're like, well, you don't, you don't get the smell of the other, so you have to get the little clip-on things that put the smell out. I don't even know. I don't know. We are definitely fake tree people because I am way too cheap, guys. I can't go out and drop like $40 every year for a fake tree that I know I'm just going to kill anyways. Plus, the other side of me is like, I should have to pay for this tree. I should be able to drive and stop on the side of the road and cut my own tree down. But apparently there are laws against this in California. So don't do that unless you own the property. And anyways, I'm getting off track. But we want to hear from you. We want to know, are you real tree person? Fake tree person? Again, we're on the fake side. We're rocking a $30 Walmart special tree. And we made the mistake of getting, I think they call it flocked, where it's got the fake snow all over it. Okay, bad mistake. Because it's like twice as messy. There's so much junk everywhere. We already know that we're going to be picking up Christmas needles, whether you get a fake tree or a real tree. You'll be picking up Christmas needles until Valentine's Day. But when you get the flock tree like we did, then you have little white specks everywhere. And it's just no bueno. So... Don't make the mistake that we made, but that's our vote. We'd love to hear yours. If you're really excited about Christmas trees, go ahead and send us a picture of your Christmas tree down in the comments below. We would love to check that out. But 
Last week, as we said, we began telling the Christmas story. And really, we, we mentioned that this series, this three weeks, leading up to uh, next Sunday, which is our Christmas service, we're calling it Unexpected Christmas. Because God chose to send the Messiah, chose to send Jesus in the most unexpected way imaginable. You think about it from Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, right? And you get this interesting conversation between them and the snake. You know, from that point forward, all the way through the Old Testament, everything is pointing forward to the coming Messiah, to Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. So for all of recorded history up to this time of his birth, everyone had been looking forward to this child's birth, to Jesus coming to save everybody. Everyone's been looking forward to this. We would expect his coming to be some grand, wild party, and poop, you know, he's there. You'd expect something crazy to happen. We don't expect what did happen. We got crazy. We got a totally different kind of crazy. The expected Savior came in a very unexpected way. Luke 1 tells us about a young woman named Mary. And Mary is engaged to marry a guy named Joseph. And in Luke 1, we find out that an angel shows up to Mary and lays out God's incredible plan that God wanted to use her to birth the Messiah, the Savior of the world, and God wanted to use her. But not through ordinary ways, right? She, her question was, how could this happen? I'm a virgin, right? The stork ain't coming to this house. How is this happening? And this is God's unexpected plan. God lays out this whole scenario, brings her purpose onto the scene, reveals it to her through this angel. She asks a couple questions, but she grabs onto that purpose in spite of the fear, right? Because there's definite fear going on here. There's definite fear. I mean, she's facing a fear of rejection. She's facing uh, a fear of almost positive she's going to be publicly ridiculed in her town. I mean, she's facing the, the almost guaranteed scrutiny. I mean, there's so many fears wrapped up in to what this angel has brought and what God has laid before Mary. And in spite of all of this, in spite of possibly dying, guys, their culture was different than ours. Back then, if you got pregnant and you weren't married... There was a good chance you could get dragged into like the town square. They'd pick up rocks and throw them at you and not like dodgeball throw them at you. Like they're trying to kill you. There's some fear. But in spite of the fear, she grabs onto her purpose and she doesn't look back. It's an incredible story from Luke chapter 1. Let's continue where we left off last week. And this week, we're actually going to be reading from Matthew chapter 1. So it's a different one of the disciples' account of what happened. And in Matthew chapter 1, if you've got your Bible, open up to it. Um, if you've got your smartphone, man, click onto that version app and follow along. We're going to be actually reading Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, 
And we're actually going to read through the end of chapter 1. So we'll end in verse 25. Okay, so Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Here we go. It says this. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, thank you for the details, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we just recapped all this. You all, you just got caught up on what happened last week on birthing a Savior. I, I, don't, I don't know, the Christmas story, right? You just got caught up on the last episode, and now here we are jumping in. Verse 19, Joseph. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to, dis uh, to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement off quietly. So here's what's going on. I mean, imagine, put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a minute. This is a wild story. Like, movies can't set up crazier stories than this. You're engaged to marry this girl. She comes to you and she says, Hey, I'm pregnant! And you're like, what? And, I mean, just crazy. And then, here's the kicker. An angel came to me and told me that this is God's baby in here, and he's going to change the world. If I was Joseph, I would be looking around like, who do I call to put this woman in a straitjacket? Right? This is, this is a crazy situation. Crazy situation. And now Joseph, he's sitting here and he's wondering in verse 19, you know, the Bible says he's a good guy. He's trying to figure this out. He's trying to do right by her, but also stay true to himself. He's trying to figure this out. And in his culture, he would have had two ways of settling this issue of Mary getting pregnant. The first is he would do what verse 19 is saying that he could do, what he was considering of doing breaking it off quietly. He could say, hey, it's not working. I don't know what happened. I don't believe the angel story. I don't believe in fairy tales. But this isn't happening. That's not my kid. So obviously, you've been doing things you shouldn't have been doing because we're not married, right? The other option he would have had is like we talked about a minute ago. He could have told the authorities and they could drag her publicly out in front of everyone and everyone could give her an opportunity to dodge rocks, right? She would die. And it says he's a good man, so he didn't want her to be killed. So he's trying to figure this out. He's trying to think through how to break this off quietly. Let's continue reading. Verse 20. It says, As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. So for a second, he's like, Oh, she did mean an angel showed up, right? An angel shows up to him, appears to him in a dream. Let's continue reading. This is what the angel says. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. We're going to stop for a second. Again, what is going on? As Joseph is thinking through his options, 
He falls asleep because that never happens to us, right? Falls asleep, an angel shows up and tells him what? Don't be afraid to make her your wife. Don't be afraid to make her your wife. Now, why would God have an angel tell him not to be afraid to make her his wife? Why would God send an angel to do this? Well, we know, we can vouch for this personally, every one of us, we've got fear that's always happening all around us, right? There's always something that we're nervous about, worrying about, scared of what could, what ifs, all of these other things. And maybe that's not true for you. Maybe it's just me, but it's definitely true in my life. There's always fear present. And in this situation, you're dealing with a culture that really would be looking at killing her. And Mary, he's trying to figure out how to make this happen in a way where she's safe, but he's in the clear, and an angel shows up to him now and encourages him not to be afraid. Mary's supposed to be his wife. Why would this happen? Not just because fear is present, but very real fear is going on in his mind. Right? Because him taking her to be his wife, everybody would be counting back the months like, hey, you guys got married in August and your kid was born in December. So something happened, you know, nine months ago. Something, everybody would be counting back the days. And he would be afraid because he could be publicly shamed as well. Wouldn't just be Mary. Man, we know from the Bible tells us that he's a carpenter. He could have lost business, right? Because who are you going to go to to get your nice custom table? Are you going to go to the sinner down the street? Or are you going to go to the nice Christian man that, that obeys all the rules, right? This is all things that were probably going through his mind. There was fear here. How do I treat this kid? where he, I'm going to be his dad, but I'm not his dad. There's all kinds of fear going on here. There's a lot of people that have dealt with those same fears, right? There's all kinds of fear, and the angel speaks directly to that fear. If you've ever lived in a small town, they lived in a small town. We live in a small town now. But if you've ever lived in a small town, you know that one thing is for certain. As soon as you mess up, Everybody in the town is going to know that you messed up. These are the fears. This is Joseph and Mary's predicament. Mary has made that decision. She grabbed onto that purpose. She's running with it. And now Joseph has his decision to make. What is he going to do in the, in the face of this fear? Let's continue reading. Verse 22. It says, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Remember I told you earlier that from Genesis all the way through the Old Testament to their time, everybody had been looking forward to this child's birth. Everyone had been looking forward to Jesus' coming. So much so that it was literally written. Uh, the verse 23 actually is a direct quote from Isaiah 7 where it says, look the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means 
God is with us. If you don't know it right now, you need to know right now, Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is God with you. He's God, and he's with you. So that comes from Isaiah 7. Let's continue reading. We'll read the last two verses, verse 24 and 25. It says, when Joseph woke up again, he was dreaming when this angel came to him. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. So in the face of all of this fear, Joseph had a decision to make. Am I going to listen, or am I going to listen to all the fears in that voice in my head that's saying, no, warning, caution, Will, or warning, Will Robinson, caution. It's a little bit before my time. Going to use some slack here. But, right, all of these alarm bells are going off in his mind. All of these fears are like blinking lights, right? They're the dashboard warning lights. Hey, pay attention to me. And then he has this dream, and this angel tells him what to do, tells him what God wants him to do. And he's got to make up his mind. What will I do? What decision will I make? Will I respond to the fear? And we know from verse 24 and 25 what he does. He doesn't respond to the fear. He doesn't ignore it. He doesn't pretend it's not there, right? There's a whole other lesson for you and I about not pretending that fear isn't there. It's okay to admit that there's some fear, that there's some doubt going on, but admitting and giving into it are two very different things. This story would be very different if Joseph bounced. If Joseph did not listen, gave in to the fear, and ran for the hills. But that's not what happened. In the face of this fear, Joseph chose faith. I wish this were not true. But our lives, yours and my life, proves this out every day. We will never live a day without fear. Fear is always present. Fear is always present. So much so that if we ever happen to stumble upon three quarters of a day with no fear present in our life, what does our mind do? It creates things to be afraid of. Our mind starts rolling, right? And we lose sleep because we're tossing and turning, thinking about what could happen. Fear is always going to be present. We can't avoid fear, but we can overcome fear. I hope you hear me. You may not be able to avoid fear altogether. I told you the story last week about my fear of heights, right? There are some times I have to go up high. I hate it, but sometimes you've got to go up on the roof to clean the gutters. You can't always avoid fear. But you can overcome fear. And the best way that I have found, maybe you found something different, the best way, the most healthy way that I've found to overcome fear is faith. This is the path that Joseph takes. This is the path set before you and I. We have the choice to make. Are we going to respond to the certain fear? Or are we going to respond with faith? Despite the fears. Because the fears don't just disappear. 
when we respond in faith, right? It's not like as soon as Joseph said, okay, Mary's going to be my wife. It's not like that stopped their community from talking every time they walked down the road, right? The fear was still there. It didn't disappear. But the faith helped them overcome. So the question for each of us, what are we going to do with our fears? I don't know what you're afraid of. I don't know what you're worrying about. I don't know what you're stressing about. Due to the nature of 2020, I think I can probably guess some. Maybe you're nervous about the virus. Maybe you're nervous about the election. Maybe, maybe you're afraid of what could happen. Maybe you're afraid of a doctor's appointment that's coming up or one that you just had. I don't know what you're afraid of. I don't know what keeps you up at night. I don't know what keeps you tossing and turning. But I do know that fear will always be there. The question that we've got to answer is, how will we respond are we going to respond in faith? Now listen, I'm going to clarify, time out here. You can respond in faith and still respect those fears, right? I'm not saying respond in faith and be stupid. Don't make unwise decisions because you believe that this is the right thing to do. We're still called to use our brain, right? There's a reason. It's there. We're born with it. We're supposed to use it. Well, we've got to respond in faith. We've got to respond in faith. Friends, I'd love to pray for you. Every one of us, we've got to make that decision for ourselves. We have to live it out for ourselves. We can choose to give in to fear. We can choose to live in faith despite those fears. You can choose to ignore fears. You can choose to pretend they're not there. But every one of us, we've got to choose this tug of war between fear and faith is going on, fighting for each one of our lives, which side is going to win? Which side will you choose? That's why I want to pray for you, because we've got to make that decision. Let's pray. God, I pray for my friends right now. God, each one of us, we have to make this decision. God, I thank you for incredible examples, like Joseph, like Mary, from our Christmas story. God, we thank you for what you did with Jesus. God, we thank you for the life that he lived. God, we thank you that you sent him in an incredibly unexpected, unnatural, un almost unbelievable way. God, you did this to inspire us to choose faith over fear. God, as we live our life, God, I pray that you would encourage us. God, that you would speak to each one of us. God, and you would help us to choose faith. Help us to choose faith today. God, we thank you and we praise you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Friends, we're talking about faith, and maybe faith is new thing to you. You're like, are you talking about like Webster's Dictionary kind of faith? What kind of faith are you talking about? If you'd like to learn more about the faith that we're talking about, it may be... Jesus is a whole new concept for you. Maybe you've been burned by the church in the past. I don't know what your story is, but I'd love to find out. If we can help you in any way, if we can help you learn what this faith looks like, I'd love to encourage you to reach out to us on our website at clsecretly.org, and we would love to help you out right there on our homepage. There's a spot for you to uh, click where it says, I want to know more. 
about following Jesus. I want to know more about this whole faith thing. Click that, send it into us. We've got resources we would love to help you choose faith. Hey guys, right now we're going to go ahead and give you the opportunity to give. One of the things that happened yesterday was a drive-through basket giveaway. And with that, we were able to be a part of blessing over 100 families with food. If you would like to be a part of giving towards that, because a lot of the stuff was paid in for advance, but we need help replenishing what was sent out. So I want to give you this time to be able to give towards something incredible like that, helping out families that are in need, going through Christmas holidays, and they just want to be able to support their family. We were able to help them out. It's awesome. So let's do that together. If you're wanting to give towards that, make sure you just put in Christmas basket giveaway, or you can put in for missionaries or for Christian life. There's so many ways that you can give. But right now, we're gonna give you that chance. If you wanna text the amount that you're gonna give to 84321, or you can visit our website at clcgridley.org and hit the Give tab. Let's go ahead and pray for that offering as God's gonna bless that today. We thank you so much, Lord, that you make things possible for all of us. Lord, you reach out and you see a need and you bless it, God. You make a way, God, where there seems to be no way, and we just thank you for that. We thank you for everybody that is giving today, and I pray that you would just take that and bless it and use it, Lord, in such amazing ways. We trust you, God, and just like we were talking about having faith despite fear, God, we choose to give with faith today, God. In your name we pray, amen. Now, before you guys leave, make sure you check out a couple of links below. We have our kids' ministry. We've got worship music on Spotify. You don't want to miss that. So. I, I can't wait to see you guys next week.